Hey there, welcome back to the Etsy Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey, and today we have a very fun episode where we got to invite Craig Alexander to come on for his third episode. First episode was interview of him, his story, how he got started on Etsy. Then he actually came on and interviewed me about the story of Everbee, my backstory, which is very, very cool. And then the third one is kind of getting an update, an update on some latest tactics, strategies in order to help a landscape photographer or someone that sells photography online. How do you actually turn your passion into a income generating machine that allows you to live that freedom type of lifestyle and allows you to create art on your terms and live a life that, that you really, really dream of. This episode is super valuable, packed with lots of tactical advice. So get out the notebook and pen and take notes here. Uh, Re-listen re to it if you can. Really, there's a lot of value and gold in this one that Craig shares. Uh, very, very cool. So especially if you are selling art online, this episode is for you. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Everbee, and we believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to pursue their passions and live life on their own terms. We believe in making e-commerce accessible to everyone in the world, no matter what they're doing or where they are, where they're living, what their life situation is, and we want to use e-commerce to make a positive impact for our families and for our communities. Everbee is the e-commerce platform that helps Etsy sellers find winning products gets more sales and grow their business. With Everbee, you'll quickly understand what people are searching for on Etsy and what they're actually buying on Etsy. And this actually isn't only for Etsy. We notice so many sellers that sell just purely Shopify brands. They're selling on Shopify and they're selling on Amazon and they're using Everbee to validate products and using that validation to sell those products on other platforms. No question, Everbee is the platform that you need to be using to grow your e-commerce business. We have a free plan. Sign up for free, everbee.io. Let's jump into today's show. Craig, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. Dude, super happy to have you back on the podcast. This is it. the third time that you've <laughs> been on the Etsy Seller Podcast. One was your backstory hearing about you, hearing yeah. about your, your story on selling on Etsy and selling photography, which we'll, we'll touch on some of that stuff. The second one was actually pretty, very unique because you yeah. offered to do a reverse role where you actually interviewed me and it was cool to like, kind of share my story. So thank you for that again. That. Absolutely. Yeah. And now we have you again, man. Thank you for coming back on. There we are. I got to say for anybody listening, um, this guy, Cody here, he's very humble. He's, you know, he, he speaks very, very humbly, but he is an absolute hero to me. Um, I met Cody two, two and a half years ago, and he had a small little thing that he was getting off the ground. And now he has, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of users and uh, it's just such an inspiration. So I'm trying to be more like Cody. So it's, it's an honor to be here. No, man, that, I really appreciate that. Way too much credit, but I, uh, I really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on. And I do appreciate our friendship over the past two years as you guys you guys, meaning you, um, have been building your businesses. You've been crushing it, helping a lot of other people crush it also, which is the coolest part. Tell people that kind of what you do, just for the people that haven't listened to the first, yeah, sure. first episode with you. Sure. I was a starving artist from the age of 19 to about 26. 
and I went to dozens and dozens of art shows. Uh, I'm a photographer, so I take pictures of like landscapes and cityscapes and animals, that kind of thing. And uh, I was trying to sell in shows and I failed again and again and again. And to be quite self-reflective, I was kind of pathetic. I had a lot of dreams. I was really shooting for the stars and I, I struck out again and again and again. And I made a, a vow to myself that if I ever figured this hard thing out called, you know, succeeding as a, my motto is like going from a starving artist to a thriving artist. If I ever cool. managed to go from a starving artist to a thriving artist, I would turn around and help others do the same once I had figured it out. 2009, uh, 2019 came around, um, around the age of 26. And I finally hit it out of the park, ended up doing, um, you know, over almost $2 million in art sales in just over three years. And I really changed my life around and I devoted my life to teaching other photographers and other artists how to sell and market and be a financial success so that more art, uh, more people can enjoy the art that we put out because people who love making art don't necessarily know how to sell it. And if you know how to sell it, you can do it a lot more and you can eventually do it for a living. And that's all I want for people to quit their day mm -hmm. job, be able to do their art full time for a living. If that's what they want to do. Damn, dude. That's a really, really cool story. I, it gave me chills like, to kind of hear it again because I know I heard it multiple times now. Yeah. Uh, and it, legit, like you are still an artist yourself. Like you're, you do still do land, landscape photography. If any, for anybody watching the video right now, you could see in the background of Craig's place, he has some Cropped beautiful a little bit, but yeah. artwork. And you took those pictures, right? Yeah, all of them. Amazing, man. And then you also, for anybody listening to this too, I don't think we talked about this on our first episode. A while back, a year ago, you actually did a road trip from Florida to San Diego, which is where I used to live. Yeah. And you came out there solely for the like doing art, or yeah. I'm sorry, taking pictures, photography, kind of across your whole entire road trip all the way to San Diego to do it also. Yeah, that's a great memory. So I had just gotten a puppy, a little golden retriever, and um, I had decided to get in my car from Central Florida and drive to Nashville, Tennessee, photograph Nashville, and then Kansas City, and then Denver, Colorado, Las Vegas. Lake Tahoe, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, um, El Paso, Austin, Pensacola, oh, sorry, uh, uh, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Pensacola, and then finally back to Central Florida. Super cool. So did a 9,000 mile road trip. I got my puppy right here. She's all grown up now. She's two years old. But um, yeah, we did 33 days in the car. I slept in the car for 30 of those 33 days in, a, in the back seat in an electric car with wonderful air conditioning. And uh, it's actually the time of my life. So great adventure. That's really awesome, man. I think it's like a testament to what the power of e-commerce can yeah. do for someone's life. Yep. I remember thinking when I was younger, a little younger, not like super young, but like yeah. mid-20s, being like, damn, what, what is this financial freedom thing? What does that even mean? Like, what would that mean for my life? My, I was married at the time, no kids. I was like, I, I guess just do whatever I want whenever I want to do it, you know? And like the, the idea of going on a road trip and a drop of a button, you know, like just yeah. go was like two days, two days of prep. I had the idea on a Monday that's, and I was gone on a Wednesday. <laughs> wow. Right. Isn't that so powerful right there? The e-commerce thing just like, that's just shows like this, somebody listening to this right now, or they wish they could do this, but they have their full-time job or something's locking them in. It just takes a decision. You'll figure out the mechanics later. It just takes a decision. I ended up paying for my entire road trip and another 50% just with the pictures that I sold on the road trip um, without spending a single penny in ads. Crazy. 
Yeah, let's jump into how I did that. Like yeah, throughout the podcast, I'll get to how exactly how I did that. <laughs> That's exciting right there. I mean, right now, primarily, you really speak to in my in my experience, uh, you really speak to landscape photographers. Like you, that is your that is your those are your people, right? So yes, e-commerce sellers, cool. Yes, brand owners, builders, yes, cool. But specifically, you are a photographer at heart. You know how to take them, you know how to sell them create a life around that whole lifestyle. So primarily let's talk about that. Like how does somebody that wants to do that and turn it into a living? Yeah, let's do it. So thank you so much. Um, So the beauty of selling landscape photography, and when I say landscape photography, I'm literally just talking about any photography that can go up on a wall, whether it's a beach like this is, whether it's mountains, whether it's forests, whether it's you know, uh, cityscapes, whatever. That's what I mean by landscape photography rather than like wedding or portrait photography, right? Mm-hmm. So landscape photography, it doesn't have to be Colorado landscapes. It can be anything that would go on a wall as like decorative art. So the secrets, the keys behind selling landscape photography is the same as e-commerce, but it's specially adapted for photography. So um, let me tell you a quick story. When I was 22 years old, I had just gotten an assignment from... Uh, a person I, I used to work for in interior design and it was go around Europe for six months. And I went to Paris. I went to London. I went to Venice. I got to go to Russia back when it was legal to do so. Uh, I went to Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. I did yeah. this crazy, um, crazy tour around uh, Europe and I got all these amazing cathedrals and historic stuff. And I posted that online and people went crazy online for them. They're like, this is so cool. Nobody bought anything because I didn't know what I was doing yet. But, you know, I was getting hundreds of likes, people commenting, people sharing, people like, oh, my God, you're so talented. And I got a really big head. I'm like, you know, I walk on water. I'm good to go. And uh, I got back. It was 2015. I got back to my hometown in Clearwater, Florida. It's a little sleepy beach town. And I set up on the side of the road because I had some extra prints left of like Venice, Italy and London, England and like Paris and just like these, you know, kind of classical European cities. And I set up like in front of a gas station. I don't know what I was doing. Like some people used to sell like sheets and blankets and like rugs and stuff on the side of the road. So I thought like I'd sell some art. It would make sense. Mm -hmm. And I paid, I remember I paid the sleepy old, um, sleepy old gas station owner, like 50 bucks to set up on the side of the road uh, next to this parking lot because people could pull over. And it was a really busy intersection. I was like, what could go wrong? And I had a bunch of cathedrals of London in a sleepy beach town. And I spent eight hours trying to sell that. And I got super sunburnt. I inhaled a bunch of fumes and almost passed out. I got shouted at by some, some drunk homeless people, uh, who were well-intended, but like, I don't know, I was just in the wrong part of town Mm -hmm. and, um, I had a terrible time and I didn't sell a single piece and I went home pretty deflated and thinking like, you know, you know, all the dark thoughts, I'm an idiot. I'll never make it as an artist. And what I really realized is I did not have something I later discovered to be called market message match. What market message match is, is market is like the people that you're trying to sell to, right? It's people who would buy photography. And then your message is what you have to sell. So your image, the story behind the image. So your market, the people who would buy, and your message, the thing you're trying to sell, have to match. So for example, a few days later, I went into a gift shop um, down on the beach and there's all these postcards and a hundred percent of those postcards were like tropical beaches, turquoise waters, coconut palm trees, lifeguard towers, surfboards. Everything was like tropical. And then I went to a furniture store and all their art on the wall was tropical cabanas and, you know, palm trees swaying in the breeze. And here I am selling 
medieval cathedrals mm. of London and, and Venice, Italy, not a market message match. So if I'd gone to Venice and sold it to tourists who had just come to Venice and were loving mm-hmm. Venice, I would I would have sold like crazy. But I was selling, I don't know, Barbies to like, I don't know, military men or like, I don't mm-hmm. know, survival canteens to like eight-year-old girl, like no market message match, right? So I realized that I wasn't an idiot. And then I just didn't have market message match. And when I found market message match, I'll tell you one more story to just drive this home. I was on this road trip, um, you know, 9,000 miles. And I took this really cool picture of Nashville. And I found this Facebook group that was dedicated to Nashville, 60,000 people Mm. in this Facebook group, total strangers that I had never met. And I told this really cool story. And I posted this really cool picture to a group called Nashville Historical Society. Mm. And then the subheadline was, we love old Nashville. And I took a picture from old pictures, uh, old buildings mm. in Nashville. And I made $4,500 in the next 48 hours. Amazing. Not a cent in ads. So market, message, match, boom, it's a home run. So you take this product yeah. that could mean nothing to a group of people, and you take the same exact product, you show it to another group of people. Yep. The product sells the difference between life and death just like yep. that i mean you're in austin texas think of going to a gun show and selling you know not to get too political here but like i don't know like a democrat flag or a pride flag to yeah. the buying guns no market message match sure you know you have a don't tread on me or a, an american flag at the gun show bam it's, it's the same flag it's All the same material it's the same plastic stick made in china but different messaging market message match home run it just shows like how the sales process, the marketing process needs to be somehow integrated with that creative, that photographer, that artist inside of you. Like you, you yeah. need both in order to make it. You can't only be an artist or maybe you can. There's probably just rare cases. It's, it's probably just few and far between, right? I'll tell you how I stay true to myself integrity wise while okay. still being a commercial success. Because real quick with that, before you sell this story, isn't, aren't artists, that's probably a big thing. I'm not an artist myself, um, as you can tell tell with these questions, but (laughs) an artist in certain ways, right? Business could be my art or whatever it is. But the point is like, I imagine a lot of artists Mm -hmm. have a hard time wanting to sell their art because they Mm -hmm. feel like they're selling out. Maybe is that, is that a thing? I love that word. I love the word selling out because it's true. I can't argue with it. If somebody is painting something or photographing something that they don't give a shit about, excuse my French. Um, they are selling out and that's not sustainable over long term. You might be able to keep it up for a few weeks for a quick dollar, but if you really just want to make money, I don't know, go sell crypto on the internet. But like (laughs) selling photography isn't, don't sell out. So what I do is I make a list of things that I am passionate about, things that I would love doing. For example, I love cityscapes. Um, I love national monuments that have like, you know, that patriotic kind of pride behind it. Um, I love like local quaint, like small village centers, like maybe, uh, I don't know, that are a hundred years old with like old brick facades. I really like that, like old Americana kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I love things that are particular, you know, like let's say we're in San Diego. So like an old, like um surf shack that looks like the Beach Boys used to have dinner there. Like, like things that are like nostalgic to micro specific communities. I love mm-hmm. that. And then I find out the stories about all that. I love photographing that. If somebody said, I don't know, go drive around Wyoming and photograph wild horses for a week. Like I like horses from a distance, but I just, I don't, 
they're beautiful. I like horses. I'm just, it's not my thing. I would feel so out of place and I would feel like an imposter photographing horses for four days. I know people who will camp out in the wilderness in minus 10 degrees in order to photograph wild horses. So I write a list of things I'm passionate about and I do that on one column. And on the other column, I go to furniture stores. I go to tourist stores with like postcards and I see all the subject matter that show up the most. And those are the things that are already proven market message match in those markets. If you go on Etsy, Everbee has an incredible spy tool where it shows how many, how much, how much money certain items have sold that week or sorry, that month and then all total. So you could like, let's say you do like a list of 10 things that you're really passionate about. When you type that in, let's say San Diego photography, you can search all the search results using Everbee spy tool and you can actually get, uh, using Everbee the best sellers. And then you go, Oh, that's something I love and it's selling. What do all these things that sell have in common? Well, they use yellows and oranges and they're mm. warm. They're shot at sunset. They have the beach. They have lifeguard towers in it. There's palm trees. There's fluffy clouds and there's blue water. Hmm. So if I photograph in a similar way that's already been successful, but in my own style, that's true to my own heart, I keep my integrity in. And you have the cake and you, and you get to eat it too. There you right, go. Like, there you go. Because you don't you don't compromise when you're an artist. You're an artist and a marketer. You can do both. You don't have to compromise. That's interesting. A lot of people right now, uh, maybe that unlocked some some stuff for them because yeah. I could totally see that. I could, if I was an artist, like you'd be like, ah, because you see the stories of artists who like stay true to themselves according to like you know the books or the articles or everything like that. They just didn't really yeah. care, and somehow they like died being poor type of thing, right? And somehow it's like it's prideful, and some, somehow it's like a good thing, you know. And like somehow they're like a hero. Proud, artist. I was that for six years, so I can totally relate. No, no shame at all. Totally can see that too. But it doesn't have to be that way, especially when you have a family relying on you, especially when you have like a parent you want to help retire, so especially when you have like a retirement for yourself that you want to plan. Like it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, if you want to be poor and yeah. go take pictures, that's a choice. Like you can go do that if you want to, but it doesn't have to be that way. It Not the slightest. I you know, my entire teenage years, um, I, I, um, I volunteered for nonprofits from the age of um, 12 to 19, uh, almost, you know, kind of part-time, almost full-time while I was going through high school. And I want nothing more to get back in. Like, I'm already doing that on the weekends now while I'm, you know, successful mm-hmm. in business. But there's nothing I want to do more than be able to build schools and open up educational tutoring centers. And the more I'm successful with my photography, the more I can help the kids that I really so want to help. So it's use like, it as a vehicle, right? It's not one or the other. It's both. So you don't have to sell out. That's that's the first thing. I call them the four horsemen of uh, online art conversions. The first one is market message match. Okay. What's the second one? The second one is exciting story. So the basics of any exciting story... Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example, right? So I'll never forget. I, um, it was 2020, it was right before the pandemic. And I had just done $161,000 in the year before that. And I was on a big high and I invested in all of this inventory. I ordered an entire container from my printer. And right before it arrived, the entire world shut down. And I had less than $3,000 in my bank account. I pulled it all out from like four different ATMs that day. I had four roommates at the time and none of them had an independent income except like helping me. So I stashed my stack of $20 bills under my mattress. All of my cards and my bank accounts went into default. This is way before any, any bailout happened. Uh, my house, do, my house payments were rent were due. 
my, uh, my, my art gallery payments were due every, like none of my cards would run. My phone was about to get shut down, but I knew that I had $3,000 under my mattress. And as long as I had that, my friends wouldn't starve. Right. Cause if I starve, I starve, but there's four people that relied on me. And I'm like, there's no way in heck that they're going to starve under my watch. So we'd go to Costco once a week and like triple up on rotisserie chicken for $5 and like really eke out that last money. But as that money slipped away, I was terrified. I was like, I, you know, as a provider, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to fail them. And I was terrified, but right in the nick of time, right before I ran out of money, the world opened up, everybody came back to work and Nashville was one of the first big cities in the country to come back in. And all the people who'd been working double time had like hazard pay. They all wanted to shop. So our, art galleries actually mm. exploded. We went from one gallery to two, two to three and three to four wow. in under eight months. So we ended that month as we ended that 2020 year at $352,000 in art sales, which was almost triple what we'd done the year before. So Crazy. pause real quick. I just told you a story and a story like that will get someone to buy anything you want to sell them. And it's called the hero's journey story. So you have a goal. You want to be successful as an artist. You have a barrier. COVID came and threatened to uh, ruin everything. And then you agitate the barrier. Like, you know, I was about to let down my friends. Money was running out. All my dreams were falling apart. Mm -hmm. But then darkest before the dawn, right before everything falls apart, you overcome insurmountable odds, insurmountable barriers to rise above and vanquish. Anything. Interesting. So that very simple story structure. If you attach that story structure to any picture you want to sell, your conversion rates online explode two, three, even four X what they were before when you put a story in like that. Is that because people that buy art, they care more about the story than, than anything else? Is you that, have to is that market true? message match in in the first place, but once you have market message match, the conversion online is amplified two, three, four times when they emotionally connect with the artist. Because a picture is a picture. Oh yeah, that's a nice picture, but I saw a picture there last week. But wait, when I took that picture, it shot on 1971 Canon cameras that are like super vintage. And look, like this doesn't even have autofocus. This is all mechanical from, from Japan and Germany. And the way I put these together. So one night I went down, but then it started raining. And this was my last night there. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the shot. So I actually like set it up nine different images that I then stitched together, but then my memory card failed and I thought I'd lose mm -hmm. everything. We obviously don't make stuff up. We never lie. No. We, never, sure. we never artificially lie, but we find the exciting elements in our adventures and we put that in there. And if we can't find a story about the image itself, maybe we tell a story about ourselves, about how we became an artist and the insurmountable barriers that we had to overcome. And if you can't tell it about yourself, then you tell it about Nashville. You talk about the Civil War. You talk about the country music renaissance with Dolly Parton and Brad Paisley in the 90s. You tell an exciting story with a goal, a villain, or a barrier, agitate how awful it was, and then how you overcame it in the end. And if you get creative, you can always tell, we call it a hero's journey story, four elements. Goal, suppressor, or villain, agitate the pain, describe how you overcame it. Four Love steps, it. do that to any story, and kaboom, you will tell a beautiful, exciting, emotional story that people connect with, and your conversion rates will explode. I love this. This is so tactical, so thank you for that. I, yeah. I've asked you this before, but I want to ask you again for anyone else listening who hasn't listened to this. <laughs> yeah. Where do you put that story? In the description, on Etsy, on Amazon, whatever you're doing, on Etsy, um, you just put it in the description. So people are literally writing a description, writing a story, 
100%. putting it inside the description. And people ask, they're like, oh, but nobody reads these days. Yeah, well, non-buyers don't read. But the 5% that you need to buy, they read. I promise you. Probably especially <laughs> photographer buyers, too. Or photography, like landscape, like art, art buyers. Like, they want to no, know this stuff. People watch Netflix. People watch Amazon Prime. People go to movie theaters. People scroll TikTok. What are they doing? They're watching stories. They're even called Instagram stories. People love stories. Interesting. There were, sto- there, there were accounts. Sorry to go dark here. But my great-grandparents uh, escaped the, the Holocaust in Eastern Europe, and they got on a illegal train in the middle of the night down to Portugal and took a steamer to England. And my mother's family is now from England. But they escaped the Holocaust, and while mm. they were hiding from the Germans in uh, the late 30s, right before the First World War, they would huddle together for warmth. But in the middle of the night, they would like they, they'd use their lighters or, or lights, and they would risk... They would risk being discovered to uh, bundle around and tell stories or read read texts from holy books or tell stories or the, the, the elder from that village would tell fables and people bond around community and story. Story mm-hmm. is a, you know, if you look at all the great religious texts, they're essentially stories and mm-hmm. stories bind us together. They're magnetic sure. to the soul. And if you tell it in an exciting way, people care. Not everyone people. cares. But the people that you need to care, care. Mm. And I can't tell you the amount. I'm going to tell you one, one additional story here. There was a lovely lady who came into my art gallery. She was a country music singer, very wealthy. She said she just moved from California and she'd moved to Nashville. And she um, had a 6,000 square foot uh, home in Brentwood, which is a wealthy suburb of Nashville. And she needed like 20 different rooms uh, covered. So I'm telling her this really cool story and she's like, I'll take that one and that one and that one and that one and that one. She puts like 20 pieces aside. I add it all up. It's about to be $6,600 as like one sale. Right. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like 26 at the time. I'm sweating. I'm so excited. My biggest ever sale up to that point was like $1,400. So this is like quadruple my biggest ever sale. And she's like, I just need to think about it. I'm like, no problem. Uh, What did you need to think about? She's like, well, you know, I could have done paintings. I really like your photography. And I was like, oh, you know what? I felt the same way before too. I want to tell you one last quick story. And I told her how I was about to give up. I had just failed this show in 2018, a year before, and I was about to give up. But then I remembered, you know, what my grandmother told me and that how art brings the world together. And I was like, if I'm going to survive and support a family on something, it's going to be with art. And so I decided to come back and I took a final loan from a friend and I set this up and now it's going really well. And she's like, you know what? Screw it. Here's my card. And she, she swiped for $6,600. That last little bit of story was the difference between $0 and $6,600. And she was so happy about it. She, she still comments on my social media, like four years later, she's like, we have your stuff all over our house. We love it. Thank you so much. She always, she always watches my stories on Instagram story brings the world together and it can be the difference between buying and not built buying so many times over. So it's mm. absolutely, absolutely worth it. It's true. I mean, story, I mean, I, I have two, two kids, right? I have a four year old who's 25 and then I have a three year old. That's so beautiful. I have to, when I, you, you can't just tell them certain things sometimes, <laughs> you, you know, like they're doing something like they're, they're doing something wrong, especially my son, right. Who's like a terror, you know, he's like a wild <laughs> animal. And I'm like trying to coach him on something. Yeah. It's so much more effective when I sell, tell him like, listen, I remember I was your age too. And I tell him a story about when I was a little boy, yeah. this happened to me yeah. and this is how I did it. And this is what my mommy and daddy told me. 
And this is how, you know, and what it did is it was all true by the way. And so I feel really good about it, but it landed so much more effectively. And I do this strategy a lot with him a lot because that's the whole point, right? Is like get him to like overcome something Mm -hmm. and kind of get my message to come across in a very authentic and good way and ultimately move him, inspire him, influence him. And, uh, stories, it just further supporting, like, I think I had to underestimate personally how important story is. I, I know for sure, like being a better storyteller is going to move the world in yeah. a, in a good direction, including myself, my family, of course. Totally. But the thing is, it's a hard thing to master. It takes time. It takes practice. Mm-hmm. It takes learning. It takes education. You actually need to understand like how to tell a story. And that's why I love having you on. Cause you're breaking down the framework. Yeah. Of actually how to tell a story, what your goal was, what stopped you from the goal, how much it sucked, how you overcame it and managed to triumph despite the turmoil. That's all. Mm -hmm. Four steps. That's all you have to know. Interesting. Yeah. You make it down really easily, but it's actually not that simple. Like I I taught this framework thousands of times. (laughs) That's awesome, man. You know, Cody, you've told me a ton of stories as we've gotten to know each other. And I think you're actually a very talented storyteller. They're real. They're touching. And um, sometimes you just got to like give yourself permission to mess up or give yourself permission to be vulnerable mm-hmm. or give yourself permission to maybe look like an idiot. Who cares? Right. We all look like idiots sometimes. Uh, what did Winston Churchill say? Like in your 20s, you're worried about what people think about you. In your 40s, you realize they doesn't matter. And in the 60s, you realize uh, they're never thinking about you in the first place. So it yeah. doesn't matter. People's memories are short. Tell stories. It's only through reps that you get better. I love that. I love that. Did we get to the third framework? Third step. So oh, four horsemen of online art, art sales. First one is market message match. Sell stuff that's already proven to work. But that also vibes with your soul too. Second one is tell a great story. The third one is very tactical. And it's provide size diagrams um, with all of your listings. So provide size diagrams with size labels. That's so, so, so important. If you okay. don't do that, people say this dreaded phrase, I need to go home and measure. And that is the death mm. blow to the profitability of your business. Damn. And uh, I've actually got a story to illustrate how intense this is. The mayor of a small town in Tennessee, it's, uh, it's Columbia, Tennessee. No, right outside of Columbia, Tennessee. Anyway, it was an old Civil War town from like the 18, you know, started in the 1820s, 1830s. And he comes over. He's like, hi, I need something behind my desk. Uh, I need something big. We're looking at a four foot by six foot, which is 600 bucks, which is like going to be an amazing sale for me. And he's like, yeah, I love it. I told him a story. He's like, yeah, you know, I really vibe with this. I love supporting the local arts, but I really don't know what size it is. I was like, oh, tell me more about that. He's like, yeah, I don't want it to go above my pots and plants, but, but, but it needs to be higher than this, but lower than this. I'm like, wait, Mm. do you have any picture of the wall? He's like, no, probably not. So he pulls out his phone an iPhone and he's going through his pictures and he has a still, a still frame from a press conference where he's sitting in front of his globe and his American flag. Uh, and there's like this big space behind that he wanted to put this picture. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, do you know how wide that desk is? Cause it looks to me like there's two seats there and a seat is about two and a half feet wide. So that would seem to me to be about seven feet wide. He goes, I don't know how, oh, what did he say? He goes, I don't know how, wide the desk is, but I know that the flag is exactly three feet wide because he did measure that. And the flag was like pinned to the wall. I'm like, good. So I said, airdrop that picture to me. He airdropped that to me onto my phone. I airdropped it on my computer. I opened up Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I put hit the picture on Photoshop. I put a grid with seven feet across 
made the flag represent three feet. And then I dropped the picture that he wanted mm. perfectly in sync. He's like, yep, I need the size below. I'm so glad I didn't go with it. So he went with a half size below, like a, what was like a three by four instead of a four by six, which was uh, $250. But because he was so certain he bought like a $500 frame to go with it and boom, it ended up being an $800 sale. He Dude. loved it. And we Solving problems. So now I make templates. Now I make templates. I have like a, you know, I have a template machine where you drop the picture in and I go, you can find a bunch of apps out there. You should oh, go to the awesome. app store. And I saved the sale by showing him that it would fit. Now with like common apps that shows the size Amazing. and labels and stuff. Boom. They look at it like, no, no, no. That's the size I need. Good. 24 by 36. Done. They select Dropbox, the option. My sales doubled when I started putting size diagram and uh, labels on there. I could totally see that. I mean, picture is worth a thousand words, right? That's what they say. And it's very, very clear. That's why mock-ups exist. That's why, like, in fact, they're not even where they should be, right? They're, the the mock-up market is, and the diagram market is probably behind where we really need it to be for e-commerce to continue to move forward. Like, oh, that, eventually there's going to be like AR and there's going to be like yeah. way I, I better. I can't wait for that to actually work. <laughs> it will. Like, the, like we've seen it a little bit, augmented reality and stuff, how it's impacted. Yeah. But anyway, what's number four? So... So yeah, so three is size diagrams with labels. I really want to be clear when you have mock-ups, diagrams are cool, but if you don't have size labels to show what each thing is, you might as well throw it in the trash. So okay. third one is with labels. The fourth one is distribution. So there are three major ways to sell art, three major distribution channels. First one is warm audience, so friends and family. Uh, let me start that again. The first one is a hot audience. Friends and family, people who already know you, love you, and trust you, right? Okay. So you post on your Instagram, you post on your Facebook, you mm. post, you text your closest 20 friends, the last 20 people that you've texted. Uh, you email the last pe 20 people that you've sent an email to. So email, text, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram stories, Instagram reels, maybe your Facebook artist page. And maybe you call up your five greatest friends. You do the same thing. In all of these communications, you share the picture that you think will have best market message match amongst your friends. You share a hero's journey story where you had a goal, you were suppressed, how full tumultuous and full of turmoil that was and how you overcame that. Mm. Then share some diagrams to show what some common sizes would look like. And you ask for their support. And that crushes. The average person who joins my program sells five to seven sales within the first week when they join, when they use the hot traffic outreach method. They sell five this. to 10. And you know what? People are happy to support them. A few people are like, oh, I'm embarrassed to, I'm embarrassed to ask my friends for help. I'm like, well, you know what? You're not putting a gun to their head. You're putting a beautiful market message match picture up there. And then you're inspiring them and entertaining them with the story. People pay for entertainment. And then you're handling all their objections by showing exactly how it would fit. And then you're asking for their support and you can maybe throw in a 30% discount and you can give them hundred percent satisfaction, money back guarantee. There's no downside and people mm. are happy to support. I had one person make 17 sales in their first week, just from friends and family. Interesting. So that's the first one. You can't do that forever. Cause you know, you can only do that about every six months. Yeah, you can only wear it out. Yep. I have people do that every six months and they just do it again and again. That works great. Right. And they don't have friends um, anymore. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, kidding. Here's the thing. If you post all year and you entertain and you tell stories and sure. like you share your adventures, you know, the, the more you share, the more at bats you get to, to, to I imagine, I imagine people, I love that you over, you kind of, you address this too. There's yeah. so much worry 
and anxiety yeah. around the idea of selling something to people I know. Yeah. Now you just described a framework to do it. Now, can we stay on that for a minute? Because okay. I even felt it myself where I'm just like, Ooh, okay. So I'm sending it to like my sister-in-law and like my sister <laughs> and like, and I'm just expecting to like buy my stuff. And, um, stake on this because I think the people yeah. right now are thinking this. Yeah. My assumption is that real quick before that is my assumption is that you don't just blast out your, your image or your paint, you know, your, your picture with like, Hey, please support me with your handout. It's crafted. Mm -hmm. It's in a way that where they can say no, mm -hmm. and we can all walk away being exactly where we were ahead of like where we were before. Yeah. And if you happen to love it, then you can, you can buy it. How do you do that though? That's, that takes crafting. Can I, can I, uh, can I take a sidestep to this and give you Please. kind of a, a wacky example and then we'll come back to this very question. Perfect. Uh, you have a wife and two kids, right? Mm -hmm. Um, how often would you say you get like, I don't know, a date night with your wife was maybe once a month, once every two weeks average. Okay, cool. Um, crazy question. If I have, you live in uh, Austin, Texas, right? Mm-hmm. If I had this amazing person who used to look after my my uh, my my uncle's kids uh, back in the day, great babysitter. Um, she's actually a friend of mine, and I actually coach her, so she could actually come and do it for free. She just wants to do me a favor. Um, she's amazing with kids, and she'll actually clean your whole house, and uh, she'll do all the dishes and skirt. She'll even do your laundry, and she might even like wash wash your car while while uh, while you're gone. You know, you leave, you leave the kids home at six, mm. you're back at nine 30, maybe go dinner and a movie with your wife and you come back and the car's washed, the laundry's done, the dishes are done. The house is immaculate. The two kids are happy. They're tucked away asleep. The house is immaculate. You don't even have to pay for it. Does that sound uh, like something you'd say yes to? Sounds like a dream. Versus like buy this book about, I don't know how to garden, right? I, I don't know that you know how to garden or, or I don't know that you have any interest in gardening. Mm. I'm just like throwing this at you. So yeah, don't shove things in people's faces, mm -hmm. but if you kind of maybe post some pictures throughout the time and like gauge what people like the most, find the thing that they like the most mm -hmm. and then like tell different stories and see what kind of story they react to the most and put the best story there and then ha have some really good diagrams that would be similar to these kind of people. So like if you're in Florida in a tropical place, you'd have tropical diagrams. If you're in like New England, you might have a little bit more formal. In California, you might be like casual and kind of a lot of wood. Mm -hmm. If it's like up in Wyoming or Colorado, it might be more cabin yeah. style. So market message match you. And then you give them 30% off and you say you don't have to buy. If you, if you just want to share maybe to your friends and just share this post, you'd be helping me out. But if you do want to buy, here's 30% off. It ends in 48 hours and it's money back guarantee. So there's no stress. Exactly. How much are you really shoving it in their face? Or yeah. are you actually serving them? That's, that's the key right there. It's like you have to give someone, if you're going to sell to a hot audience, in my opinion, like in, in yeah. the, you have to give them outs but, and make them seem very genuine outs, like very, very real outs. But there's a way to position it in a way that like, if, by the way, if you want to buy, like do it, it's a way to craft this. I think that's where your magic is. Actually. I think people need to hear more from you. Like later on, I'm not saying like it can get it. you all now I because mean, that's, that's a, that's an art I think in itself. I'll never forget. I grew up in England. Right. And I'll never forget. We had swim practice on Wednesdays and we come out of the pool two and a half hours of grueling freezing water. Uh, we were exhausted and we were always starving. And there was a kebab truck right outside the swimming pool. Um, we were starving, we were cold. 
uh, we were probably dehydrated and there's this kebab truck with like, you know, French fry smells and there's pizza mm-hmm. and hot dogs and like all this stuff. And uh, I think there was like free drink with any meal. And like, were they pushing that in our face? No, it was like an invitation. We mm-hmm. didn't have to, but we loved that place, right? We, we'd mm-hmm. frequent that place two or three times a week. So if you have what they need and want, and you've That's actually right. like done enough research using Everbee, amazing spy tools. Uh, like like I have I have thousands of students. Um, you know I I, I tell them all to go use Everbee amazing, for man. Thank spy you tool for that. stuff. That's awesome. Absolutely. But use the spy tools. Figure out what is sold the most in that niche, and then provide something similar that still resonates with what you want to be shooting. Mm-hmm. But if you're providing, you know, uh, salty, delicious French fries to starving athletes after they haven't eaten for hours and they've just worked out who's who's imposing on who it would yeah. be an imposition to not be there you know what i mean that's right that's absolutely people true love shopping people love shopping they hate being sold to mm. so you can make it an entertaining and inspiring experience where they feel like they're the one saying "Ooh, i would love to rather than hey buy my stuff market message match stories diagrams call to call to help mm-hmm. in a in a genuine kind good meaning way that's right they melt in your that they melt in your hands i'll even like Go ahead. One one last thing on this and on the yeah. on the you said I hate hate being sold to. True. Completely agree. Yeah. However, sometimes I tell my wife, I'm just like, damn, I just wish that the guy would sell me. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes I walk away from like a product, I'm just like, I actually really wanted that product, but he just didn't sell me on it, you know? Like I actually yeah. wanted that product. Like I just damn it, you know? Like I actually wanted a reason to buy it, you know? And you see, in order for that to happen, you would have already had to have market message match. You already wanted that. It was already presented in a way that made you want it. Mm. All you had to do was just get out of his own way and just be helpful and kind. And you probably would have bought right? Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. And also maybe he, I just kind of waiting for them to like understand my problem and then bridge, bridge me to their, their product is the solution. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted just confidence that he felt confident yeah. and like, this is the solution for this wall. Right. Or sometimes we'll have it like in our team uh, and our team is amazingly gifted in like so many ways for product and software development, and engineering and data and all this cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I have this conversation with, uh, with folks in our team. I'm just like, or I'm thinking about it later and someone will come with an idea and it's like this super cool idea, this feature, but like, I kind of need it to be packaged in order for us to like, yeah, like go all in on this idea. You know, I'm like waiting for like them to kind of sell me, like show me how that show me the path here of why this is the best thing to do now, you yeah. know? And, and I think people just don't understand that actually it's okay to like package something up and actually present it in a way that actually solves the problem. This is going to, this is the best path for you to do today, Craig, you know? And I guess my, what I'm saying is, uh, lean in, you know, lean in and like supporting, like lean into your, your product is the best sell the freaking product, you know? I love what you, Cody, it's not, it's not a, it's not an accident that we're friends. I like what you're saying so much. There is common marriage advice that you might hear. It's when you might maybe want to get irritated or impatient, get curious instead. Mm. And it's impossible to be angry or frustrated when you're curious. Someone says something that they don't, that you don't like, instead of snapping back or being Mm -hmm. reactive, lean in and get curious. There's a great quote from Ted Lasso where he's like, all these people who are like picking on me or bullying me or whatever, none of them were curious. And if you're curious about, hey, what kind of photography do you love? Do you hang photography on your wall? And finding out all those answers and pitching it in such a way where you're like, hey, I'd love to know if this would work. 
And hey, and if it doesn't, no worries. But, you know, these people over here, they really loved it. And mm. look, look, look at this diagram, how it looked great on a couch. And, but it's done in the emotion of oh, curiosity. It's so authentic. Yeah. It's so hard to push away curiosity because it's not smothering you. Mm. Think of like the dating game, right? I love I love comparing marketing to dating. It always gets a laugh out of uh, out of my coaching students. But if someone comes up to you, guy or girl, and it's like, hey, how are you doing? Um, I'm just curious, you know, what are you doing this Saturday? I'd love to get to know you better. Like, what are you all about? Versus, hey, I need your number. You need to come with me. It feels like, whoa, <laughs> this is, you know, red flag, danger. But if yep. you're just curious, it's a very magnetic um, energy versus imposing or forcing. It's a very repulsive energy. So just mm. be curious in your selling and people, people melt. And, they're, and they say thank you. They say, thank you. You should see my reviews. Go to like Craig Alexander Photography Etsy and you have over a hundred reviews there of people thanking me for selling them a piece of art because they love it so much and they'll post pictures up on their wall. They're like, thank you so much um, because I was curious and you can too. I love that, man. So golden. I agree with all that. Uh, what is number four? Number four is distribution. So you've got hot. Oh yeah. Hot, hot distribution. Okay. Hot. And then you got warm distribution. So warm distribution is what I did in those Facebook groups. Um, I'll tell you a quick story mm. about that. Um, there is a guy called, who, what is his name? I'm going to mess this up. Jim Carter. Thank you. Uh, Jim Carter. He lives in Wisconsin. He's one of my students and he lives in Wisconsin and he went down to Yellowstone, Yellowstone, Wyoming in the Rocky mountains. And he photographed this incredible elk with the big horns yep. or antlers or whatever, drinking in a lake and the lake reflected off the Grand mm -hmm. Teton uh, Rocky mountain, uh, mountain structure. And it was just gorgeous. And he posted that in a Yellowstone grand Teton Facebook group that had a quarter mm. million people in it. And he told an incredible story of waking up at the crack of dawn and then almost falling in a frozen lake and almost missing his footing mm. and getting lost. But right as he like thought everything was lost, he came across this, you know, moose or elk 20 feet away and he yeah. like shut up, got the picture and then he turned around and his car was there and everything. So, he wanted to get a shot. He got lost and cold and felt he was going to die. And then it, it was awful. And he really like shared the five senses of like really agitated how awful it was. And then like, you know, like, like the, the, the hand of God was smiling down on him. He found this amazing scene. He took the picture and then he was saved because he found his car mm. or four pieces or four structure of the story. And he posted that. So he posted it in a quarter million person Wyoming Grand Teton group, a picture about wildlife and landscape in one picture and had an amazing hero's journey story and had diagrams. And he made $4,600. Amazing. <laughs> Not a penny spent on ads. The whole thing took 10 minutes. And now he's validated that he has something. Now he has momentum to carry on to the next product or I'm sorry, next just whatever the next step in his e-commerce journey. Yeah. Well, he, he has another 50 other images from Grand Tetons. And so he just cycles through them once a week. He posts a new picture and he sells, posts a new picture and he sells and sells and sells and sells. And once you and find the market and you find your message and you keep churning out new messages to the same market, you can crush. Look at Marvel. Oh, you like superheroes? Let me give you superheroes to go with your superheroes. And for the last 20 years, they've been making tens of billions of dollars selling as superheroes. And the Facebook, for example, like tactical here, a Facebook mm -hmm. admin group of this of this group they don't mind because it's a story it is very relevant it's not like spammy is here, that would you agree great question and here is where you have to be curious and not 
imposing. So if you're like, buy my stuff, here's my link, you oh, kick out because the there's no solicitation. It's so annoying, right? Yeah. So what I tell my guys to do is post a picture, post a story, and just drop it in there and say nothing. No link. No, no link. link. No call to action. No link. Just boop. Picture. Dude. Um, an amazing All story. You know what happens? Day. They ask for the link. They ask for the link or they ask for the link and you just heart it and then you click on their profile and direct message them. So you so, you you entertain in public, you sell in private. I love this. I wish more people did this. I've talked to people about this too, not yeah. in this framework, but like a lot of times, uh, for example, if you are selling templates or something like this, right? Yeah. And they, they find a Facebook group. I see this happen a lot. They find a Facebook group. They're just like, oh yeah, cool. And then they post it in there. And sure enough, they get like banned right away because they're just like dropping yeah. a link in there. You know, what do you think? What, what do you expect? Like if you own that group, if you were an admin of that group, do you think this would be okay? No, you would oh, not. Really? You'd be like, get out. This is. Yeah, it's selfish. It's it's self-serving. It is. If you as do, soon as you do with your strategy, man, that is, I agree with this. This is like the way to, to sell, not just art, by the way, this is actually a way to, if you're going to use this Facebook ad strategy or Facebook group strategy, then Free. come in there and add value. And then inspire. Exactly. And they'll, and get, they'll beg you for a way to buy. Like, I, like, I wish I could share a screen here. I, I don't have everything set up, but um, uh, you look at the comments, right? Amazing, amazing, beautiful, beautiful. Can I buy this? What sizes do these come in? What prices are these? How do I buy these? You don't answer them publicly. You just do a little heart emoji and then you click on each profile and say, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. By the way, here's some diagrams. What size would you like? Oh, I like this one. Sweet. Here's the link. Boom. Five minutes later, ching, $300 sale on Etsy. Bam. You can do that. Very cool, man. Do you think that they shouldn't respond back to each one of those comments with the link and tell us why? Uh, You get kicked out of groups. You can't do that. Okay. Because yeah. they know they they just catch on the strategy like very it's it, it'll come across as self solicitation is, is that what you mean yeah 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 even though it's they asked for it yeah it's it's not what's needed and wanted inside the group okay I agree so I'll, right. I was on the I was on the edge with that that's why I'm I'm happy that yeah you clarified I just, that. I just like to stay on the safe side because then you get unlimited free distribution and then the the true cream of the crop rise to the top and they directly ask to which you just acknowledge you put a little heart and then mm-hmm. you and then you send a private Dude. message. People do this first, you know, step of doing what you said, like add value yeah. or inspire and entertain. I see this. It's just, impatience. It's just impatience. Let so, me take it back to dating, right? You see a beautiful girl at, I don't know, uh, um, a, a family function or a, or a friend function. And, uh, you know, so, so you have friends in common. So it's like a relatively safe space, kind of like a Facebook group. And you go up to her and you're like, hey, um, you know, how's it going? My name's whatever. Tell me about yourself. You should go on a date with me. Give me your number. I want to have kids with you. It's like, whoa, overwhelming, right? But if you're just like, hey, I like your vibe. Tell me about what you do. And, you know, you listen, which is providing value. Listening mm-hmm. to someone else is providing value in that case. And after 10, 15 minutes, like, hey, listen, I'd love to grab a drink with you sometime. Uh, do you mind if I get your number? Do you mind if I get your Instagram? Cool. And then what do you do next? Do, do you demand that she has your kids and ask if she wants four or five kids and what kind of neighborhood she wants to live in when she gets? No, that's super weird. Hey, you go out and drink, chill, laid back. You provide value. You listen to her. Mm-hmm. You're cool. Um, if it's not going to work out, no worries. If it does work out, you lean in. Cool. Can we do this again? And eventually, things will work itself out. But think of the impatience of ten minutes into a first date. You yeah. jumping all over her and like tr- trying to trying to make out with her when when that wasn't 
what was what was asked for, what was called for in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's just impatience. It's like, dude, you're on the first date. You're you're halfway there. Like, dude, just you know, slow down. Not a rush. Yeah, life is that. long. Like, get interested. Get curious. Who is this person? Who is this person in front of? How can I help them? How can I have mm-hmm. like a, a long term artist relationship? collector relationship dude maybe that's key that's awesome think maybe they'll buy five pieces in the next five years sure the first one they'll buy but what about the next time and the next time and the next time mm-hmm. how can i act to optimize their purchasing behavior in two to three years and behave accordingly that's so true like think longer term and all this stuff uh yeah. and i'll that. tell you what we call it long-term greed it's the absolute best way to maximize value over the long term it's mm-hmm. not being Sure, it's being patient, but it's also the fastest way to financial success. That is the fastest way by being patient. It's counterintuitive, but it's if you're being long term, short term greedy, you're just going to be an ass and make a fool of yourself. But mm-hmm. if you're going to be long term greedy, even though that's a funny word, you'll do exactly that. You'll be patient, you'll be chill, you'll never demand the thing up front and just let it happen. Mm, I love that. So that's the second way. That's the warm. And then the cold is run Etsy ads once you have some sort of market message match. Once you gotcha. sold 15 of the same image, you know that there's some, you know that there's some some life in this listing. You turn on uh, $3 a day and uh, you can crush it with that. But Damn. it's kind of like the analogy that I give is if there's a campfire and you pour gasoline on the campfire, it goes, you know, it explodes, right? It gets really big. But if it's just wet dirt and you pour gasoline, gasoline is the paid ad here. You just pour gasoline on wet dirt, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You have to have a spark already. So find a listing that's gas. already converting and then pour on the gasoline of uh, Etsy ads. Don't great, go straight to Etsy ads. That's a great framework. Okay, very interesting. Dude, this is awesome. You uh, you were in Austin. Yeah, three days ago. <laughs> yeah, last week. Yeah, gosh, it was. Uh, we got together. Super yep. cool. Very, very fun. We talked about a lot of stuff. Um, one thing we talked about was this cool thing that you have going on in Japan. You mentioned it, yeah? Yeah. So uh, what we do every year is we go to an exotic place. Um, this year, we're going to Tokyo and Kyoto, Japan. As a lot of people know, Tokyo is the modern capital of the world. Um, the fastest bullet trains, the cleanest transportation, the most okay. toilets that talk to you and like give you a steam bath. Um, but like really, really modern and incredible and, you know, 120 foot skyscraper, uh, story sta- skyscrapers. And then Kyoto is think like samurai geisha, uh, you know, ninja warrior, like the medieval, uh, legendary Japan. And that's where mm. you have the bamboo forest. If you've ever seen any of Peter Licks, the photographer, Peter Licks work, almost all that is shot in Kyoto, bamboo forests, mm. medieval castles. Um, you know, it, we're going right at the height of, um, of of uh um what's called cherry blossom like the pink cherry blossoms right okay. at, at the peak of cherry blossom season so we're doing three days in modern tokyo and then four days in ancient wow. uh kyoto in japan it's gonna be a seven day tour and uh it's really fun we have 12 people signed up already we just have two spots left and dude, i love um, how you do this this is so so cool so it's break really it down cool, yeah. like who, who so you said 12 people's going you're yeah, one of them. Well, people already confirmed. They've already paid and everything. Uh, there's two spots open. And yeah, we're filling up fast. Dude, okay. Who's the right person for to join this? Not not everybody's like set up for this, right? Not everybody's a landscape people, photographer. Should they be? Or like what's most, what are the things? This is not for most people. Um, if you're not a photographer, it's not worth coming. Okay. Um, if you don't like traveling, it's not worth coming. If you don't have any aspirations to sell your photography, 
you're going to be surrounded by my best, me and my best coaches that live and breathe the stuff that I've been talking about for half an hour. We teach this all day, every day. It's what we do. We transform thousands of people's lives. For example, in December of last year, um, the students combined did $2 million in uh, photography sales online. Awesome. Uh, we did $7.2 million in the entirety of 2023. So we live and breathe this stuff. So we teach you how to photograph. We teach you how to edit and we get your online store up and running. Um, before you go. So in seven days, you will leave here with a store open Damn, and about a third of participants typically start selling already before they leave the place. Dude, that's so, very, very cool. And so they get to, they're, this is a cool, cool thing, like, especially for like a digital nomad or somebody that wants to yeah. like live a, a version of that digital nomad life just for a, a minute, yeah. seven days. I mean, that's like perfect, right? Cause you can kind of go do, I mean, be, be surrounded by like-minded entrepreneurs, first of all. Second, you get to learn a whole bunch. Third, you get to take pictures, which is if that's your passion, then this is golden yeah. for you. 100%. It's for photographers who are really passionate about photography, are interested in Japan. We're going to go to the best spots in all of Japan that have the best market message match. So the most important thing is getting that market message match. That'll be taken care of for you. The places that we're going to take you at the right times when the sun is peaking behind the buildings or behind mm -hmm. the bamboo gardens, it's going to be peak market message match. We're going to show you how to tell the stories. We're going to tell you how to tell the stories. We're going to tell you how to show you how to set up your store, all the technicalities, how to link your bank accounts, all that stuff. You're going to leave there. hundred percent of people leave there with a store fully set up and wow. uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we'll cover your hotel. We'll cover your breakfast and dinners. We'll cover your internal transportation. Um, it's $2,500 down just to book your spot and it's $5,000. Um, uh, 30 days before. So we leave on, we, we start on March 23rd. We end on March 29th, seven amazing. days. It's going to be an amazing time. Dude. And, uh, the ROI on that, just let alone the experience alone is, is seems to the roof. But also like, I mean, let's be honest, like if you're in the entrepreneurship game yeah. long enough, like you're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, like over years of time, minimum. I mean, this is my belief, of course. Uh, let alone like millions of opportunity out there. Anyway, very cool, man. Where can people learn more about this? Um, I guess I'll, I'll provide a link. You can link it okay. to show notes, but it's a whole visual guide through where we're going to be going. What We're going to be uh, photographing Mount Fuji as well, uh, Tokyo Tower, the castles, the, the lakes, the cherry cherry blossoms. So I'll, I'll share a link and it'll just be in the show notes and we'll go from there. Perfect, man. Um, Only two left though. So you got to be quick. First two, first come, first serve. And that's, it closes down. Okay. I got it. Yeah. You got to keep it keep kind of small too. I imagine for like a, you don't want like a big thing traveling through like mountains or wherever you're going. Right. It's like you need to 14 is like the upper edge of manageability. We have three instructors for 50, for 14 people. So it's like, it's like five to one ratio or even better. It's like 4.6 to one. So it's, you get a lot of individual attention. That sounds pretty, really, really cool. I appreciate you putting that together, honestly, because honestly, if there was like something like that for <clears throat> like my passion, I would really strongly consider going just because of not necessarily what I'll learn, but actually more importantly to me would be like the network of people that I'll be around. And then I'll actually build the relationships and friends with like, like-minded folks, uh, because those people are going to grow too. Like, right. Like those entrepreneurs are going to continue to grow, be successful entrepreneurs too, yeah. successful artists themselves. I want to like kind of be friends with them too, because they're doing cool things. We're very like-minded. So that's really right. awesome. But I respect what you guys are doing with that, with that package. Yeah. It's so fun. Like I, I wake up seven days a week, excited to get out of bed because 
19 to 20, I'm 31 years old now, 19 to 26 was a struggle. Yeah, man. The entire way was the starving artist. We're kind of in the thriving artist era. Uh, I've helped thousands of people learn to sell their work. You'll leave Japan with great, unforgettable images and incredible portfolio. We're going to help you edit as well. Photoshop, Lightroom, that kind of thing. And of Very course, cool. you'll leave with the store. So it'll be cool. It'll be worth Dude. it. Gosh, enjoy it. Um, Thank you. Awesome. I will link for anybody listening to this or watching this. I'll link to Craig's, all the links in the show notes or in the YouTube description, depending on where you consume it. But Craig, awesome. thank you so much for coming on, bro. I really, yeah. really appreciate your time. I have one last question for you, Cody. If you could yeah. wish one thing for all the people listening for 2024, like one thing, if you could like, if you could like magic genie and you have a single wish, what, what do you wish for all the people listening for 2024? That's such a great question. Totally independent from what we've been talking about. Yeah. Focus. 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 Uh, entrepreneurs, we get so sidetracked with so many shiny things. If we just could be disciplined and focus ourselves, our energy for an extended period of time, we will move mountains. We will move so much faster. And in order to provide the level of support that we really, really want to provide for our families, for our communities, for, for whoever we're trying to serve, for our customers, like we owe it to them to focus ourselves. Um, You're so right. When you're I so right. you're, such, you're such an exemplifier of that. I keep inviting you to events and you're like, I love you dude, but uh, I got to focus. That's like your, dude. your, your standard answer. And I admire you <sighs> for it. I, I could, I could learn a thing or two from you. <laughs> no, man, and I, I have, I'm trying to practice this myself. Like I, I learned this the hard way for years before. And, and as soon as I realized, like, I remember 2020, 2019, 2018, no. I, my friend and I were talking about goals and we we're talking about like, what's the goal for this year? You know? And I'm just like, honestly, I just have like three, four different things going on right now. Like this year is going to be the theme is, is focus. I'm like, I'm, I'm not only am I like talking about focus, like I literally sold every piece of real estate I had cause I was investing in real estate, yeah. every single piece. Every single piece. I sold the note. I, I own a note and I own like rental properties. I own, cause I'm just like, nothing distracts me from this next business. Nothing. Wow. And like my serving, job. Serving Etsy sellers. We have over 500,000 uh, users that are literally changing their life. Yeah. Simply by using a seemingly simple program that is not simple um, under the, <laughs> under the hood, but it's simply not because. I'm so smart. Our team is so smart. It's because we are so obsessed and focused with our customer. So if you can get focused on what, on your customer and your business, nothing can stop you. It's, you, you'll start thinking so long-term you'll start thinking you'll start, you'll, you, it'll change your life. So that, that'd be my wish for anybody listening to this. So thank you for asking that. It's a really cool okay. question. That's such a good place to end this. It's like mic drop, end of uh, end of interview. You're the best, Cody. I admire you so much. You, it's, it's a pleasure to get to uh, have these conversations. With you. I feel I learn Same. so much every time. Same, man. Thank you for that. Thank you for coming on and sharing all this value for free. Um, if you guys are interested in the Japan trip, uh, we will link again below. Craig, thank you again. Talk to you soon. You're welcome. Have a great Bye. one. Okay, Bye. you too. Bye.